From Greenville, South Carolina, we present... Let the Bible Speak. Let the Bible Speak is the radio ministry of the Free Presbyterian Church of North America, preaching Christ in all His fullness. Thank you for joining us for another broadcast of Let the Bible Speak, featuring messages preached by Dr. Alan Cairns, founder of Let the Bible Speak Radio Ministries. Currently, Dr. Cairns is bringing a series of studies in the earthly life of the Lord Jesus Christ, messages that will provide insights into the various aspects of our Lord's temporal ministry, from His teaching and miracles to His atoning death on the cross and His glorious resurrection. We'll hear from Dr. Cairns in just a few minutes. First of all, we invite you to enjoy this devotional thought from the pen of C.H. Spurgeon, as found in his collection called Faith's Checkbook. Our devotional for today is entitled, God Never Forsakes. The text is Psalm 94 and verse 14. For the Lord will not cast off his people, neither will he forsake his inheritance. No, nor will he cast even so much as one of them. Man has his cast-offs, but God has none. For his choice is unchangeable, and his love is everlasting. None can find out a single person whom God has forsaken after having revealed himself savingly to him. This grand truth is mentioned in the psalm to cheer the heart of the afflicted. The Lord chastens his own, but he never forsakes them. The result of the double work of the law and the rod is our instruction, and the fruit of that instruction is a quieting of spirit, a sobriety of mind, out of which comes rest. The ungodly are let alone till the pit is digged into which they will fall and be taken, but the godly are sent to school to be prepared for their glorious destiny hereafter. Judgment will return and finish its work upon the rebels, but it will equally return to vindicate the sincere and godly. Hence we may bear the rod of chastisement with calm submission. It means not anger, but love. God may chasten and correct, but he never can neglect. May in faithfulness reprove, but he ne'er can cease to love. Seems like a tempest when the waves. 
As God's people prepare to enter into the Christmas season, they meet with much that distracts and detracts from what should be the main focus of this joyous time of year, the incarnation of God's beloved Son, the Lord Jesus Christ. Too often, the demands of holiday traditions and the increasing secularization of this special time obscure the glad news of the angels, Unto us is born this day in the city of David a Savior, who is Christ the Lord. To assist you in meditating upon the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ into the world, let the Bible speak is happy to offer a unique publication called The Twelve Days of Christmas. Written by Roger Ellsworth, an experienced minister and writer, The Twelve Days of Christmas is a small paperback book containing 24 Christmas devotions, each including a short scripture reading and a concluding portion that draws lines of application from the text to modern-day life. The book is intended to help the hearts and minds of believers to focus on the wonder of the Incarnation, as well as to encourage unbelievers to come in repentance and faith to Christ. Let the Bible Speak is pleased to make this inspirational booklet available free of charge to our listening audience. You may have a copy simply by contacting us by phone, email, or regular mail. By phone, call 864-244-2408. That's 864-244-2408. You may email us at info at faithfpc.org. That's info at faithfpc.org. If you wish, you may write, Let the Bible Speak, 1207 Haywood Road, Greenville, South Carolina, 29615. That's Let the Bible Speak, 1207 Haywood Road, Greenville, South Carolina, 29615. We encourage you to request your free copy of The Twelve Days of Christmas today.
On today's broadcast, Dr. Cairns concludes part one of a two-part message called The Unknown Christ Revealing Himself at an Unnamed Feast. John chapter 5 contains the account of Christ healing an impotent man at the pool of Bethesda. In the course of the message, Dr. Cairns is showing how this man is a picture of every sinner. No man cared for him enough to help him toward the hoped-for cure. Jesus said to him, Do you want to be made whole? The essence of the question really is, Are you willing to be healed on my terms? Here is the choice that every sinner is faced with when confronted by the gospel. Are you willing to be saved on God's terms? There is no reluctance in God. He will receive any who are willing to come in His way. Repentance from sin and faith in Christ alone. This applies to every area of the Christian life, for Christ must be Lord of all, or He is not Lord at all. Now to conclude this portion of The Unknown Christ Revealing Himself at an Unnamed Feast, here is Dr. Cairns. In this passage you will see, in the action of Christ, you will see the sovereignty of the Lord Jesus, where He simply spoke. He didn't lay any conditions on the man. There's no profession of faith even on the part of this man. It's not to say he never came to faith, but the emphasis is on the utter sovereignty of Christ. And there is that aspect of salvation where he stands at a dead man's soul and he says, live. But in the question there is this suggested as well, that if you're going to be saved, you don't make deals with God. There is no dealing. There's one way. And when Jesus started his ministry with the great text, repent and believe the gospel, then that's the way. And that's the only way in which he's willing to save sinners. So the question reverberates to this day. Are you willing? Are you willing There's another idea here. I believe, not because I can explain it, but because the Bible teaches it, in the absolute sovereignty of God. Do I believe in eternal predestination unto eternal life? Yes, I do. Why? Because the Bible teaches it. Do I believe in sovereign, unconditional election? Yes, I do. Because I can explain it? No, because the Bible teaches it. And whatever God says is so just because God says it. And if you have any argument with that, don't fight with me. Just go and fight with God. I'll tell you there's only one winner in that fight. I believe all that. But let me tell you, if you're not saved, because you're not willing to be saved. Some people have this notion, you know, that wouldn't it be terrible if there's this poor sinner and he wants to be saved and he's willing to be saved and there's this big bad decree of election and predestination and God won't let him in. 
absolute rubbish. Whosoever will. Whoever is willing. What does the Bible say? Let him come. It doesn't say stop him from coming. Yes. Let him come. And when you come, you'll make a big discovery. You'll get down on your knees and say, thank God for giving me the will to come. The desire to come. But if you don't come, it's because you're not willing. And if you're not willing, don't blame anybody, God, man, angel, I or even devils. Don't blame anybody but yourself for keeping you away from Christ. Are you willing? Because if you're willing, you can be made whole and will be made whole. It's always this matter of taking Christ on his own terms. Same is true, of course, in every subsequent passage of life. We come to pray. Do you really want what you're praying for? Do you really want what you're looking for? Or is it all words? Do you really want to deal with God on the terms that he sets down? I have to say that there's many a time our prayers sound a whole lot holier than they really are. Do you really want to know the fullness of the blessing of God in your life? Do you really want to know that wholeness of Christian life? Are you really willing to have this fullness of grace and of glory in your life? Are you really willing to deal with God and God's terms? Let's search your hearts there. Because it's one thing to say, Lord, give me the fullness of the Holy Ghost, for example. But you're not going to find the fullness of the Holy Ghost in the pursuit of self, in compromise with wickedness, in the lust of the flesh. You may say, Lord, I want to be used of God. But you're not going to be used of God while you're yielding your body as an instrument of wickedness and sin. Self-serving. God's terms are clear. Consecration of life. Separation in holiness. These are the terms on which he deals with his people to bless them and to use them. We're all here this morning with something that needs the touch of Christ. Some need to be saved. Some need to be restored to a first love. Some need to be forgiven, some great failure. Some need that blessing and power of God to labor to win through for Christ. 
We all need that. But there is in every one of us this morning some particular need for the touch of Christ. Let me ask you, in the words of the Savior, are you willing to be made whole I'm not going to do a half-hearted work, says Christ. I'm not going to do just enough to please your flesh. This man wanted physical healing. That was not being made whole as far as he was concerned. There was that physical healing, but then there was the admonition, don't get back into the sin that caused this. It was the dealing with sin. Do you want to be made whole? Do you want Christ? Then it's everything that Christ has. He isn't here to do a half-hearted, halfway work. It's all or nothing. Now, will you be made whole? That's it. Let's bring these lives to the Savior this morning. Say, Lord, I desire wholeness in every part. A whole-hearted, thorough-going work of God. That's my desire. Touch me and deal with me to make me holy completely thine and useful to my Savior. And you'll find that the Christ who touched this man or who spoke to him and commanded his healing can do the same for you and for me today. Let's bow our heads in prayer. Let's all pray. Father, bless thy word. And our God, we pray that thou wilt Touch us all. Lord, we each one bring to Thee hearts and lives that need the grace of Christ. There are souls that need to be saved. There are backsliders who need to be restored. Lord, there's a quickening, a reviving. There's a making whole. Whole in our emotions. Whole in our dedication to Christ. Whole in our service wholly useful to the Lord, dedicated unto thee. God grant that thou wilt make us whole today. We confess, Lord, that thou art able, and we would pray that thou wilt find in us a people in whom to exercise the fullness of thy gracious power. Now, Lord, we pray that thou wilt be with us as we separate one from another, be with us in our homes, Grant that there we may feel and know the gracious presence of the Lord. And, O Lord, we pray that Thou wilt oversee the entire church family and all our loved ones, and indeed oversee Thy work to the ends of the earth today. And God grant that Thou wilt make this a good and great Sabbath in the cause of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Hear our prayer and grant that thy grace, thy mercy, and thy peace may be our abiding portion both today and
and evermore. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. You've been listening to Let the Bible Speak, the radio ministry of the Free Presbyterian Church of North America. We hope you've enjoyed and benefited from today's program. We are here as your servants for Christ's sake. If we can be of any further help to you in the things of the Lord, we invite you to contact us. If you would like to receive our booklet, Separated Unto the Gospel, a booklet that sets forth the beliefs and standards of the Free Presbyterian Church, you may have a copy free of charge, simply for the asking. Our mailing address is Let the Bible Speak, 1207 Haywood Road, Greenville, South Carolina, 29615. That's Let the Bible Speak, 1207 Haywood Road, Greenville, South Carolina, 29615. Our email address is info at faithfpc.org. That's info at faithfpc.org. If you would like to learn more about the Free Presbyterian Church of North America, we invite you to visit our website, www.fpcna.org. That's www.fpcna.org. This is Charles Kelsch saying thank you for listening and inviting you to join us again as we Let the Bible Speak. (music) 